Hi, welcome to The Left Brain Artist. I'm Suzanne Redmond. Each week I interview a different artist and we talk about their art and their business. I'm so proud of the variety of artists that I've found. Just in the last couple months, I've talked to a crochet artist, a cake artist, a hat maker, a stencil artist, a mixed media artist, and painters and instructors. Today, I'm speaking with my first lettering artist. I'm talking with artist Lindsay Ostrom, who started her art career as a retail shop owner who specialized in craft supplies like paper and rubber stamps. As the art trends changed, so did she, and she evolved into a scrapbooker and later a lettering artist. Just since the pandemic began, she has brought her artwork to a large Facebook community who she creates art with every morning. She's published many books and has quite a few online lettering art classes. So let's hear about all the art that she does. This is Lindsay Ostrom. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm really good. How about you, Suzanne? I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be talking to Lindsay Ostrom today. Where are you calling from? Um, we are in the Sierra Nevada mountains in between Sacramento and Reno. That's what I usually tell people. It's ah, pretty great. Okay. Pretty yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I bet you have um, mild weather there. Do you have hot summers? We do. They're pretty hot right now. Oh, they usually are hot. Okay. Better knock on wood, but usually we have wildfires, and this year, oh right, praise God, there are none yes. right now. So by far, me, so anyway. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Lindsay is an artist who does creative lettering, and for those of you who don't know what lettering is, it's kind of what we used, what you would call calligraphy before. But now I think the rule books have gone out the window in terms of, <laughs> of traditional and formal calligraphy. But you do so much more because you're doing art with your lettering. So how did you get started in the art that you're doing right now? Uh, that I'm doing right now, all the creative lettering came when I was about 12 years old. My aunt did calligraphy and I thought it was so cool. But she did Hebrew letters, and I just had no idea how to get started in that. So there was a class being offered at the local Catholic school, and I took a class when I was 12 from Sister Mary Teresa Dodge and hated every minute of it. Oh, you did? (laughs) I did some real good with rules. Still to this day, anything that says you have to do it this way but not that way, not for me. So then I had a boyfriend in high school who started doing what they called surfer lettering in Southern California. Oh, was we just kind of had that in Florida. Yeah, it probably was. It just bubble kind of lettering yep. is all it was. And he would write me little books and it was just really cool. So that's where I realized, well, I'm throwing this calligraphy junk out the window and I'm doing what I like to do. So I just started coming up with alphabets. Oh, wow. That's really cool. But you also do artwork, too. You're a very talented artist. Were you doing art back in your teenage years? I did a lot of crafts back then, Mm -hmm. macrame and uh, cloisonne and whatever we did as, you know, what I call hippie crafts. But I'm still doing them, so it doesn't really matter. But back then, um, I knew I wanted to open my own store. And my dad told me if I wanted to do that, that I would have to go to business school. And I said, well, that's really not for me. And he said, there's no, you know, you don't get a choice because I was like 17. So I went to school to get my business degree. And when I was 21, I opened a store. And in that store, we carried stickers 
and rubber stamps and I got in plastic boxes and I spent about mm, probably a hundred dollars, which seemed like an eternity of money to me. And they came in cracked from this company called AMAC Plastic Box Company. They're still around and they're just those long skinny, we used to call them stash boxes back in the day. And um, so I had to do something with them because it was a hundred dollars and I couldn't lose the money. So we, I covered them with stickers and then we had paint pens in there. So I started painting little, just what I called doodling on the boxes. And from there, some lady came in and wanted to buy them. So then we did more for her. We did party favors. And then I got in clipboards and picture frames and all kinds of stuff. So for 32 years, I had that store. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we did, my art went from there to what we called personalizing on stuff. And we would do, you know, 12 picture frames for a birthday party or a gift that we would wrap up super cute and put Mrs. Grossman stickers on it and all night media rubber stamps and all my favorite stuff from what I call back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the art came from. And it just, I had over a hundred employees over the 30 years and my mom worked with me. She was my bookkeeper and it was just the best days of my life. So How fun. that's where that all came from. What was the name of the store and what city was it in? It was in Montrose. It's still there. It'll be the 40th anniversary. One of the girls who used to work for me when she was like 15 bought the store from me when we moved up north. And um, it's called the Paper Rabbit. So it's still there. They still do. She does mobile birthday parties now. She has a pink car and drives around to people's houses and does birthday parties. So. Oh, that's great. Wow. You left the store because your family was moving to another city? We, uh, so from there came scrapbooking. So we kind of, whatever the craze was at the time, we went from stickers to stamping to scrapbooking. And I had a girlfriend that lived up here in Sacramento area. And she said, have you ever thought about taking your photos and putting them on paper? And I'm like, "Mm, no, they're in boxes. I don't want to do that. She goes, well, I think you're going to like this. So she and I got together and started doing scrapbooking and started a company called Cut It Up. And I thought I had my stuff here, but I don't. Anyway, Cut It Up was, um, she did die cuts and I did a lettering book and we did all kinds of stuff that went with the scrapbooking. We sold the book to a company called EK Success back in the day. We put on the very first scrapbooking convention ever. And then five years prior to that, I put on the, uh, what we called the original rubber stamp convention, which is still going on with Kathy Okamoto. So those were my babies from the beginning. And that's how it just kind of evolved from there into whatever the heck I'm doing now, which is lots. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what you're doing now, uh, well, you tell us, what is it that you're doing now? So what, okay, so when we moved up here, I got a job at a Ben Franklin craft store because I knew I had to do something. So I worked there for way longer than what I thought I would, 12 years. And um, my dad got sick back in October. And in November, he asked me to quit my job to help him take care of him and my mom, who has dementia. And in December, the beginning of December, he passed away. And that was super hard because, well, it was just hard. He was 93. Of course. So, you know, anyhow. So then my mom had to go from there to my house, which did not work. So she went back to memory care, which is where she is. And I just decided to um, 
start doing as much art as I could while I was sitting there with her. Then came COVID. So right. we got which, uh, yeah. yeah, which meant you couldn't sit there with her anymore, right? No, uh-uh. It was, yeah. it was a wham-bam. It was devastating, just devastating. Oh, that's too bad. So, yeah, so I came home. I got in bed for about a week. And then I said, you've got to pick yourself up and do something. Yes. So I got on Facebook and started, well, I had a creative lettering uh, book, a group on Facebook anyway that we did for the book that I did with Adornick. I guess I skipped a whole bunch there. Um, yeah, we'll talk about your books in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I skipped the whole book thing. Um, so I got online every morning and I just started doing a little live video with the few people that were there and realized that. I wasn't crying all week all by myself. There were lots and lots of people crying and lost and didn't know what to do. So we just started doing projects. I had a pom-pom maker and I showed people how to use the pom-pom maker from Ben Franklin. And then from there we started making books. And then from there we started lettering in our books. And now it's just become a, a very lovely knit group of people who just need each other in the morning. We still, we need each other. So, so you're doing this every day still? Every day. Oh, and that's fantastic. You know what? I think I need it more than they need it. It's yeah. just, I can't start my day without it. So we do about an hour a day. And right now we're doing these things that we're calling hideaway cards. They're little two by four cards that were, I'd come up with a list of words. Like today was wanderlust. And they just write the word on the card or they can cut a picture of a magazine out or a photograph or whatever helps them with that word or doodle, whatever. So. And so when they're showing up uh, at your, your morning get togethers, yep. have they already finished that card and they're presenting it to you when they've used the word of the day? No, because I have uh, what I call diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> I don't, I don't stop talking and I share way too much. So for that hour, I'm telling stories and talking, and they're asking me questions. So we're kind of doing it together. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And about how many people are showing up on average each day? On average, between 100 and 200 people. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is beyond amazing to me. And so they've all found me because of Adornit. So I do... I do products with the company called Adornit, and I do rubber stamps with uh, Impression Obsession rubber stamps. So, okay, so you're a designer? Yep. I mean, I'm kind of, <laughs> I do everything right now. So, yeah, a designer, I guess. I've never called myself that, but yep. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> am I understanding it right? You're designing products for Adornit and for the other company? Yeah. So with Adornit, I started doing um, embroidery kits. Oh, okay. And quilting patterns. I know it's just a far cry from lettering, but I would do my designs and then they would turn them, they still do. They turn them into embroidery projects and then quilting projects. And then I was designing fabric, which I have lots of now with them. And then I talked them into last year doing the lettering book. So that happened. And then at, this has probably been about seven years that I've been doing things with them and with Impression Obsession rubber stamps. About seven years. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's great. So, yeah. yeah, you sound very busy. Yeah. 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 I love it, though. I love it. Good. Good. So let's talk about the books that you've written. You've done a few books, and you told me there's another one that's coming out soon. Yeah. So I'm right in the middle of writing that one. And um, 
So the I started with the creative hand lettering. No, what was it called? The ABCs of lettering. That was way back when. And I've had about 15 books since then, all on lettering and scrapbooking and that kind of stuff. I did a book for Scholastic, which was a journaling book for kids. Super cute. And then uh, now with Adorna, we have the creative hand lettering with Lindsay book. That one came out last year. And for that book, we also do subscription box kits. So you can subscribe to those and get a kit every month that um, focuses on different lettering that we're working on at the time. And then I talked them also into doing a doodling book. So that's the one I'm writing now, and that'll be out hopefully around November. We're trying to get it done for Christmas. Oh, very nice. And where can you find these books? Um, they're at Adornit. You can get them on my website and um, in my Etsy shop. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So when you're doing this Facebook Live, you're doing a get-together in the morning, and that's just for whoever wants to show up and you're, you're making art together. They may just be watching or they may be making art at the same time at their homes, but you've also got Facebook classes. How do those work? So I had a really busy schedule this year. I was supposed to go to about 10 different uh, places in the country and do classes for the first time in a long time. And I had a big retreat in Waco, Texas planned and all of that, you know, Everything that got canceled. canceled. Yeah. So wow. One of the girls who was doing one of the classes, she called and she said, I watch you every morning on Facebook since January. She said, why don't we do the same thing as a class? And I'm like, I have no idea how to do that. No idea. And she said, well, it's the same. They're just going to enter a group, a Facebook group with a password once they pay for it. And I've come up with some wild and crazy passwords, which has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, we let people enter the class. And they get my artwork um, to download. So like right now that we have a 31 days of Halloween class and then I have a sweet sunflowers class coming up. And then I'll do another one in November called uh, Gratitude with Attitude, which is a mini book of how we can all be thankful even if there is no Thanksgiving. So, you know, mm, okay. kind of where I'm focusing that. On. Yeah. And then they get my artwork to download and color and uh, fussy cut out. And then we use it to make cards and um, books and all kinds of stuff. So it's a combination of lettering and doodling and then fun, crafty, paper, crafty projects all put together. Oh, fun. Okay. It is fun. Yeah. Lindsay, you've used Facebook so much, you've kind of become a power user and you know some very interesting uh, extra capabilities of Facebook, I guess I can call it. And you were telling me about Facebook units and files. Can you tell everybody about that and what it is? Yeah, sure. And it's really important to learn how to use it if you are going to take any Facebook live classes or be a part of any group. So like we did it with the 12-hour art party just now, and each teacher creates a unit, and that is their, it's like a file folder to me. A unit is, or even like being in school where you had seven classes during the day, you had English and geometry and French and whatever. Um, so you create a unit for each one of those things. That way you don't have to go through each post. Maybe from two months ago you saw a project that you really liked that I did, so instead, you go over to units, and you would type in index cards a day, and it's right there. And then the files are the same thing. They're like your file folders for each class. So within the file would be all the free artwork that I give. I'm sure other people use it other ways. 
but there are real quick, simple YouTube videos on how to use units and files. But it's important because it saves so much time. And if you saw something three months ago and you want to find it, a lot of the people who are using Facebook now are able to create these file folders is what I call them, units and files. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, so yeah. they're searching by the title. So you're calling yeah. it uh, your index card a day or you might yeah. be calling it um, hand lettering a day or something like yeah. that. You pick right. the name. Oh, yep. good. Okay. Yeah. It's easy for me to explain to them. You've got to go back and find where we did the lettering and it's right here. And so. Oh, very good. Okay. So you, yeah. So she just said that you can look up YouTube videos and it can explain it a little bit better and show you how to use units and files. But I think that's an excellent tip because yep. people are trying to really maximize what they can get out of Facebook right now. So thank you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So for the person who wants to start lettering, can you yep. tell us a little bit more about it, what it means to you? Because I think people need to understand what it is a little bit before they commit to a class. Yeah. So my classes aren't, uh, unless it's a, a full on lettering class, they're more of just a creative fun class. And I have had 12 year olds up to 80 year olds take the class. So, and the same thing with the lettering classes, but those would be a specific lettering class. But if you want to just get started with creative lettering, the best thing that you can do is just get a pencil and paper and don't worry about all the expensive tools that you need. You need the fancy tools for calligraphy or for the modern brush lettering that a lot of uh, people are doing now. But my lettering just requires a pencil and a piece of paper and just 15 minutes a day of get going. So that's okay. the lettering. Mm -hmm. And so when you're, doing lettering with other people, are you yep. teaching them an exact alphabet or are they more learning techniques so that they can make their own alphabets? Because I'm, I'm kind of thinking of it like with calligraphy, calligraphy, it's, it's a named formal alphabet that you're usually doing. And I've named my alphabets. So okay. like I've got kid talk, I've got Broadway, I've got all different kinds of things that you won't see in other people's books. Right. There's lots of calligraphy books out there. There's lots of modern brush lettering books out there. But my book was done start to finish without any typesetting in it. That's probably my favorite part about it is that each one of the alphabets is hand lettered. And I didn't make, I made one mistake in the whole book doing the whole thing, but it's, there's not one typeset piece. And oh, that's wow. what I try to tell people ever since we were scrapbooking is it doesn't matter what your handwriting looks like. What matters when you're doing a scrapbook page is that your lettering is in there, your handwriting is in there, because that's what's going to be important, even if you can't read it. When my dad passed away, I gained, he was a, I have a very artsy mom and dad. My dad was a photographer who worked with Ansel Adams, and my mom uh, worked for a company called Gemini, G-E-L, which is a lithograph house in Los Angeles that did Andy Warhol's work and Robert Rauschenberg's work. So I grew up with all this pop art everywhere. So when my dad passed away, I gained all his uh, photography and art books and photographs and things. And I found a packet of his exposure sheets. They're the coolest things. And I've never seen them before. I can't read one word on there. It doesn't matter to me, but it's his lettering. And so I'm going to make a journal out of it. And it's just, I can't wait. Oh, that's a fun um, project. I like that. 
You've got to keep all of that lettering. And I just found a piece of paper that he had from my grandfather's little Rolodex thing that you would had a slider and you'd click it up and down and the thing would pop up and there were addresses in it. I have my dad's one of those too. (laughs) (laughs) I just found my grandpa's and I can read my grandpa's writing, but I can't read my dad's. So kind of funny, but that's the important thing to do is to me is the hand lettering. It's not using an iPad. It's not typing it. It is just write it. When people take my Facebook live classes, they love it because I will sit there and make mistakes Always. I can't spell. Worth the darn. And then they love watching me try to fix them. So I think that's important to show that you're just a real person and you make mistakes like everybody else. And let's just do it and put a sticker over it and move on. And Yeah. 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 There you go. Great yeah. ideas there. Yeah. Uh, I can see her when we're talking, of course. And she was holding up one of her lettering books, showing me the page with her Broadway alphabet. Broadway is the name of the alphabet. And the letters had different colors. So it was like a graduated color going from the bottom of the letter to the top. Are you teaching techniques on how to color in the letters too? I do. I have classes on my website and in my Etsy shop that are pre-recorded classes, like online classes, I guess is what we used to call them before Facebook Live classes. Right. So these are classes that you would purchase, and um, it takes you – I did the classes before the book. So it takes you through every one of the lettering styles. There's a series of ten all together. You get the videos that you get to keep forever and ever, and then you get a bunch of sheets to download to practice from. So it's lesson one through 10 and it's, um, there, I have people buy them all the time who tell me that they're great because you can just keep going over them and over them. And I do have, uh, one on coloring because I have a, I call it the five step Lindsay method of coloring. So I kind of have my own coloring thing that I do that's using lots of different mediums. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let me, make sure that I can understand the difference between the Facebook live classes that you do and the online courses, the Facebook live class, you have to be there in person to take it. Or if you miss it, can you still look at the class later? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I just did one called mermaid madness and I had uh, the group that was there watched it live and there were quite a few people that didn't make it live. And I thought, Oh, these people missed the class, but we, of course we leave that up for about two months afterwards. Okay. And of uh, course they're, they can only get into it because they have the password because right. they paid for the course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably the best class I've ever taught was on Facebook live this summer because there were a bunch of us who said we had to cancel our travel plans. So we did a travels with Lindsay class that took us six weeks to complete. And I met uh, once a week in the morning time and once a week in the evening time. And we traveled to different places virtually with each other and everybody could pick their own place. And we created journals and travel bags and luggage tags. And it was the most fun I've ever had. So, and there are still people going back and watching those and re-traveling with each other. Wow. How fun. Yeah, It was beyond fun and we needed it. I can't tell you how many people have said that it has just, made a difference in their world. Not the creative part as much as just the community part. Yeah. Well, I think you, yeah. you've really found a niche here. You found it, or rather you created it because you really needed it, but then you found all these other people that needed it as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And- so the difference is that the Facebook Live classes, 
it will run out eventually, whether it's a month or two months that we keep it up. And then the online classes, those you purchase, like my lettering classes are 10 bucks. They're not expensive. And you get to own six videos in that class forever and all the artwork that goes along with it. Great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and you said that you included downloadables and, and yes. things that they're going to print out too to use for the class. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so how many classes do you think you have on your list of online classes right now? In my um, shop, in my website and on Etsy, I probably have about 12. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah, the Facebook Live classes, I just keep coming up with more and more and more. I mean, I have them planned all the way through February of next year, so. Okay. So, oh, wonderful. So you are a big Facebook person. You're on Instagram as well. Is Instagram a good way of grabbing people that will then go over to your Facebook? Does that seem to be working? Yeah. Yeah, it sometimes does. It seems to be more people follow me on Facebook, and I don't know if that's the demographic of the people who are following me, but yeah, it seems to be more on Facebook. I got But you. I love Instagram. I am there all day, all night. I could just sit and look at stuff. I know. Instagram is the best. I love how it's, for the most part, just fun, happy things. 99%. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Right. Of course there, there's some that isn't, but, uh, I love how you can just say, I want to look at pottery today and you can just find all this cool pottery or I want to look at decorated cakes today and then just go look at it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Very good. So I wanted to ask you about something that you did just this past weekend. It was with a group of people and you did something called a 12 hour art party. Can you tell us about that? How did it go? It went really good. It was so much fun to do. It was with uh, Tracy Weinzeppel, who is an artist, mixed media artist, mainly a journaling artist, I think. And she decided this is her second time doing it. She got 12 artists together for 12 hours. We pre-recorded what we did. So mine was an hour-long lettering and doodling class where I actually taught people how to cover a composition book. Because I just don't know when to stop. I just keep adding things. Right. You just keep covering anything you can get your hands on. (laughs) That's very true. Um, So it was 12 hours. And again, you had to apply to be in it, but she didn't turn anybody down. And then you needed to be approved on Facebook because it was a Facebook group. It's still there. And again, keeping that up for uh, two months and it's free. So I haven't watched all the videos yet, but I was a participant in her first one, which was a couple months ago. So I've watched several of the videos of the other artists. Somebody painted a seascape. There's a gal who decoupages napkins. Um, Somebody else is making a mini book, and I haven't done that one yet, but I really want to. So it was uh, really, really good. It brought a whole lot of new people to me. And it brought, the funnier part is that it brought a lot of old school people to me who said, oh, I stood in line at a scrapbook convention to have you write my name on something. So that oh, was kind of Oh, that's great. Fun. Yeah. How yeah. many years ago? Yeah. Uh, no, a lot of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. So to participate in this 12-hour art party, yeah. was this a something that people purchased or was it for free? Nope. That, she did it completely for free. Oh, wow. And I know she's already talking about the next one. And I think she'll probably try to get different artists each time, but I would love to, to do it again. It was just, it was really fun. And 
people really looked like they would get their snacks out and they would decorate their table and have it all ready and take a picture of it. And then 12 hours just told their family to leave them alone. So. Oh, how fun. <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. 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 This is through Facebook, right? Yeah. She only, yeah, you had to be on Facebook to see the group. Okay. And so this group, will it be the same Facebook group for the next art party or does she create a new one? She creates a new one. And then, you know, the 12 artists, of course, are the ones that advertise it. And my people went over and watched that follow me, but then now they've got other people that they're found and enjoy. So she had about, um, I want to say a couple thousand people. Oh my gosh. Like 2,500, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so these are all new people coming to the group. They had to sign up through Facebook, go over to her website and then direct it back to Facebook. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get a link for her name and where people can find this yeah. and put this in the show notes so people can start to follow her and you right. and be ready for the next one that happens. So we talked about you have licensed products with Adornit and what was the name of the other company? It's Impression Obsession Rubber Stamps. I think okay. now they go by IO Stamps. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And so I know that you've done licensing for many years. You, I think you said seven years for one of them, and you've probably done some other companies as well. Do you have any hints for people on how they can break into the licensing business for products? Well, I kind of have a two-part of my life story on licensing. I worked with a licensing agent for about a year that I found when I went to CHA or HIA or whatever those shows used to be called. Oh, um, right. The big, yeah, um, the big the craft trade hobby. shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this licensing agent came very highly recommended to me. So I saved money for quite a long time and didn't realize how much I would have to pay a licensing agent. But I will tell you that she made a lot of money in a year time and I made no money in a year's time. Oh, so, my. Okay. All right. That's yeah. a good hint to know. <laughs> yeah. So make sure that if you have a licensing agent, that it is one that will work for you rather than work for themselves. Okay. And, um, so I still get a couple of checks from companies that I worked for with her, but they're like 40 cents. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So long story short, I quit with all of that, trying to get my stuff in with large companies and the companies I've always dreamed of being with. And I called my friend, Carol Lee, who owned a doornet. And I said, come on, let's just do something together. So that's how that worked. And sometimes if you just put yourself in front of somebody and say, hey, you're honest, I'm honest, because I got so, um, I don't want to use the word screwed, but okay, I'll just use it. Yeah. Uh, I had lots of trouble with people taking advantage of my art and of me back in the scrapbooking day. I'll put it that way. Okay. So I called Carolee and said, hey, would you like to do some stuff together? And that's how we started with the embroidery kids. Her daughter, who as, is running the company, there are three daughters and the mom, and they're beyond honest and beyond caring, and they just really listen to when I say I want to do this, this, or this. So that okay. worked out really good. And All with right. Impression Session, it was almost the same thing. I had a friend who knew the gal that owned the company, and she said, hey, you should look at her art, and it worked great. Okay. All right. So you knew people or you knew a friend of a friend, but I would say something people can take away from that is to align yourself with a company that has the same values as you do. Definitely. That's the most important thing. Okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And the other thing that you mentioned is 
how you can find your artwork and the things that you that you offer and your you use an Etsy shop and I know Etsy kind of has almost almost like a ebb and flow of of popularity you know it yeah. it got it got really popular and then people thought well geez I'm just one of a million people on Etsy so then right. maybe people some left because it was hard to be seen and in you know the big pond like that what's your opinion on Etsy now because I know you've seen Etsy and their changes over the years. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. If I was a newbie starting out, I would not use Etsy, I don't think. I think that's exactly true, is you would just be lost. Okay. And that's what I tell people. I've been with Etsy since 2007, I want to say. Yep. I think so. It's been a long time. And I've built my my name, I guess, people just know to find me because my it's through my store, my old store name, which is the Paper Rabbit. So that's my Etsy shop. So that's how, when I sold the store, it just kind of people that knew the store and still wanted to find me found me on Etsy that way. So this year, uh, when my son was furloughed, you know, because of COVID, he created my website. So I think the website is going to be the way to go. And a website or a blog, you know, I'm, I'm a trash picker from way back. So I say anything that's free do so if you can do a blog do a blog get started that way i'm i'm all for that yes yeah and then as for a website there are ways to set up a shop for sales on your website for free or not that much money um, yep. you just have to look at all the different platforms some of them will be will charge you a monthly fee some of them will be free and you need to find which one works for you right yeah and i'm a i'm a big um backer of blogs. I think they're fantastic, especially the people who have been blogging for years because they have so much content. So yeah. why get rid of it? Why yeah. why hide it where people can't find it anymore? It still exists and people can go back and look at all your blog posts. Right. Because back in the day, I mean, you were making blog posts that were, you know, what, eight paragraphs long, right? No. And tons of free content. Again, yes. I have about 3000 people in my group on Facebook. And one of the gals posted something and I said, where did you get that picture from? And she said, oh, your blog. And I said, no, I've never put that up there. And she said, you got to go back to the beginning and see what you have given out. So it was very interesting because I, I mean, it was horrible. I just <laughs> wish she wouldn't have used it, but she loved it. So that's all right. There you go. It, it, it touched yeah. somebody. So there it's you go. A win -win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So let's talk about where people can find you. What is the name of your website? So the website is what I have. Once I got rid of my store, I needed something to call myself because I was always the paper rabbit or mama rabbit. So I am the creator of cuteness. So my website is creatorofcuteness.com. Excellent. And then yeah. say the name again of your Etsy site. And the Etsy site is the paper rabbit. Great. Okay. And so with her website, it's linked to her blog. And what was the name of your blog if, if they just have the name of the blog? <laughs> yeah. The name of my blog is Lindsay Ostrom. Okay. So I tried to use that as much as possible, but there's a gal in the cooking industry. She's called a pinch of yum. And yes. her name is Lindsay Ostrom and she is huge. So kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't use your own name no. for your website because there's somebody else with the same name. Yeah, yeah. it happens. Yeah. yeah. And so your Instagram name is actually slightly different. What is that? Yeah, it's Lindsay Ann Ostrom. Okay. Get it again. 
So right. that was different confusing things. But. Yes. Yeah. And what is the name of the Facebook group that you have for lettering? The Facebook group is the same as the book, which is Creative Hand Lettering with Lindsay. Okay. All right. So. And as for your books and products and things, are those found on your website? Is that where yeah. you can purchase books? Yep. Everything. And there's, um, so during, I know we're trying to wrap this up, but during the Corona thing, when that happened, what also happened for me is I took and I did a hundred days of free coloring pages for people to download and get for free. And I was on the local news for that and all kinds of crazy stuff happened. Oh, and that's those great. All, yeah, it was really, I mean, that's when people really started saying this has really saved me. So they could download a free coloring page every day and color it. And it was just an inspirational quote. So now you can get those on the website for free. There's a ebook of 72 of them. And then the other like 35 or whatever I got carried away. Those are all both on the website for freebies. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So those are downloadables, which means yep. it's a digital product. You're getting yep. it through your computer and then you can print it out at your own leisure to do your yep. coloring or whatever you yep. want. You have some other things that are downloadables and they might cost $2 or, or something yep. like that. Is that successful for you in the sense that people are buying them and they're not like buying one and then giving it to their 30 friends or something? Yeah. Maybe I'm just being a suspicious person, but how and does that work? They, <laughs> all my, uh, my tight group of friends here locally thought the same thing that yeah. they, they said, you know, this could happen and then people are going to share it. And I said, well, the same thing could happen with an online class. You could purchase it and then have six friends come over back. And, you know, when we didn't have COVID right. and everybody can watch, I don't find that happening at all. And it makes my heart really happy that people understand that I still have rent to pay. I have to buy a gallon of milk every now and then, which is now like $5. Right. Um, and so if you compare the two prices, if you can get, a downloadable sheet that I drew in black and white for you to color. And then I color one. So you get both of those for four bucks. It's a pretty good deal. And yeah, it's, it's successful. It keeps me busy. It makes me super happy that people are, and I love seeing what they do with them. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty very great. nice. Yeah. So everything you just said, you said it keeps you busy. It makes you happy. Well, that's what you're doing for other people too. You're keeping them busy and making them happy. So that's wonderful. Yeah. It's a win-win for all of us right now. It's just a crazy, ridiculous, wild time that we're just, we're all happy that we have each other. So, yeah, that's great. So yeah, yeah let me just remind everybody that you, you're doing the daily Facebook lives and is that on the creative hand lettering page? Yeah. Facebook and it's a group? They just have to ask, answer a few questions like, are you nice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and will you play nice? Yeah. Yeah, great. And so if you just want to get in with a group of people and see some smiling faces, I would say go check that out. It's any day that you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Well, Lindsay, it's been so fun talking to you. I'm going to yeah. include links to all these things so people can find you and they can get, get in on your your free daily chats <laughs> as well as your online classes. How yeah. fun. It is very, very fun. That's great. All right. Well, you have a good day, Lindsay. Thanks. You do the same. Yes. Thank you. Wasn't that a great conversation? Just listening to her makes me want to pull out my pens and do a little lettering. Here are some great takeaways from our conversation. Number one. 
I think Lindsay is a prime example of, if you build it, they will come. When the world first went on lockdown due to COVID-19, she went on her lettering Facebook page and just started doing art every morning. Soon others joined her to see what she was doing. She's been showing up every day ever since, and so have a lot of other people who want to make art with her or just want to watch her make art. Consistency is key in this case to growing an audience. Number two, for Lindsay, it's important to have your own hand lettering in your art. It doesn't need to be perfect, but it means so much more when it's your own. Number three, she suggests that you do a little bit of hand lettering every day and you'll get better at it. Number four, for her classes, she teaches techniques but also provides sheets to download for practicing. Number five, Lindsay offers classes on Facebook that are done live or later if you don't get to it live. She also offers classes on her Etsy shop that you can do anytime. Number six, Lindsay told us about a Facebook feature called Units and Files. These are great to use if you're offering a series of lessons within a class. The group of lessons can be called a unit. Then people don't have to search through your page for a certain lesson. They can just look up the unit and see which files are in that unit. Number seven, she has also taught through other artist sites. That's a great way to get your name out to a whole new audience because all of the host's followers could potentially follow you now that they've heard of you through a class you've taught on their site. Number eight, Lindsay has used a licensing agent before to get her artwork on products. She advises you to make sure that the agent is working for you and not themselves, and that you will actually make money from the arrangement. Number nine, it worked better for Lindsay to just call the company owner directly and state what it was she wanted to do with them. Number 10, the most important thing to do is align yourself with a company that has the same values as you. And number 11, if you've been blogging for many years, there's no reason to get rid of it if you now have a website. Just link it to your website so people can see all that great content you've posted over the years. Be sure and look at the show notes page for this episode on my website, SuzanneRedmond.com. You can see photos of Lindsay's artwork and find links to her website, blog, and Etsy site. If you'd like to find out more about my business, you can sign up for my newsletter through my website. You can see my own art on my Instagram or Facebook pages, which are called Suzanne Redmond Art. If you're using an app to listen to this podcast, please leave me a review and take a moment to subscribe to this podcast. And if you'd like to be a sponsor for an episode, I'll mention you and what you're doing in your art business at the start of that episode. Go to my sponsor page on my website for more information. Thank you for listening to the Left Brain Artist Podcast. I'm Suzanne Redmond. See you next time. Thank you.